Hello and welcome. You're listening to episode 45 of Circular Business Podcast, a series where we look into circular economy from the Indian context. I'm your host and host Shri Priya Shridharan, and today let's throw some light on the types of circular business models. Before that, guys, I have a good news for you. We are listed among the top 10 Indian economy podcast charts by Feedspot. Drum rolls, please. <laughs> Can you believe that since October 2020 we have already uncovered more than 40 live examples of circular businesses. Thank you so much for tuning in every week. It's because of you this has happened. I I truly enjoy going that extra mile to dig out interesting examples just for you. While we have uncovered so many examples in the past today, I want us to take a step back. relax and take a relook at the basics of circular business model par uske liye let's first understand the business model in simple terms a business model is a company's strategy for making a profit joan magreta states that a good business model answers some age old questions such as who is the customer and what does the customer value it also answers some fundamental questions such as how do we make money in this business or what is the underlying economic logic that explains how we can deliver value to customers at an appropriate cost if we break it down even further a business model has two parts part 1 includes all activities associated with making something for example designing it purchasing raw materials manufacturing and so on and part 2 includes all the activities associated with selling something such as finding and reaching customers transacting a sale distributing the product or even delivering the service now what makes a business model circular when viewed from the lens of circular economy waste refers to any kind of underutilization of resources or assets are you with me there See there is one primary difference between a circular model and a traditional model. The circular business models are engineered to reduce the extraction of virgin resources from the earth's surface. They limit the generation of industrial and consumer waste but with an aim to create a new profitable revenue stream in the process. Got it? There are four distinct types of waste that circular models seek to eliminate. As I list them down just picture your smartphone's value chain in order to put these into perspective or I can also share more examples as I list them. So number 1 wasted resources. These are materials and energy that cannot effectively regenerate over time. Did you know that half of the periodic table is present in your smartphone? And if you look at the consumer behaviors from the past decade you'll notice how most of us have been tossing around smartphones for newer versions every one or two years so just imagine how many metals are being mined from the earth's surface to bring to you such an amazing technology at such ease 
So that's where I feel the effort put in to extract these resources from the earth surface versus the time and efficiency with which we use it is somewhere leading to a gap and that's why I feel it's a wasted resource at present. Number 2 wasted capacities. These are products and assets that are not utilized fully. I think smartphones fit in smartphones fit into this category pretty well. Now think about it so many people buy the smartphones just for its camera quality. Isn't that a wasted capacity? <laughs> the smartphone is named a smartphone because it has much more higher utilities for us compared to just that one feature but yet consumer behaviors have been grilled in such a way that the camera becomes a primary choice for many many people around the globe so that's where wasted capacities are kind of directly linked to the choices consumers make Number 3 wasted life cycle. Now these are products reaching end of life prematurely due to planned obsolescence or lack of second life options. iPhones constant upgradation of their models can be one of one such examples wherein do you remember the model iPhone 4s? Oh my god, I just loved that phone. It was so compact and just perfect. But now you hardly have the option to even if you have the device you can't really make the utmost use of it because it's a forced and planned obsolescence same goes with an ipod it was a popular technology that came out but later because that technology got embedded with your phones it is now not so useful for any individual probably you can keep it as an antique but you really cannot make great use of it so that becomes a wasted life cycle Number 4 is wasted embedded values. These are components, materials and energy not recovered from the waste streams. Think about your smartphones or think about your electronic appliances. So many times we discard an electronic appliance just because it it's not economic after a particular point to keep repairing or refurbishing it right it's better to buy a new appliance which caters to much more uh, benefits for a consumer but what happens in such a transaction is that probably the machine is rendered useless because one or two components have gone bad but what about the rest of the assembly the rest of the assembly may still be in their best condition yet the entire assembly of the machine goes to the landfill because the machine as a whole is not useful currently the supply chains are not mature enough to capture that value from those components and that's why this this becomes one point to be addressed so what are the four distinct types of waste number 1 wasted resources number 2 wasted capacities number 3 wasted life cycles and number 4 wasted embedded values and these are typically the types which circular business models look to address to be honest circular business models have been in action since many decades but it's a model that is more naturally adapted to certain types of businesses leasing and renting instead of selling a product can fall under this definition and another example would be companies that offer financial or other incentives for the return of used products wherein once they get it back they refurbish repair and resell it into the market 
and these two fit under circular business principles and i'm sure many of us have encountered such transactions before it's only that because of the need of the hour uh, while sustainability has become an important topic of discussion now we are coming up with better definitions better subject subject expertise in order to dive deeper and kind of provide a better solution to the world and that's where i feel now this topic has evolved and will slowly become something that people would want to dedicate their lives for now in the past resources were not considered to be as scarce as they are today you would agree right earlier generation went to some notable economic crisis and their focus at that time was to get out of it get better get better lifestyles for the family and a community as a whole and that's how they brought in newer technologies they welcomed they were open to so many new technologies and probably at that time stakeholders were not even aware of the harmful effects of pollution that traditional business models cause but today things are different thanks to them we have a better way of life and probably we know better when it comes to sustainability environmental sustainability of a business therefore it is time we make a shift from linear take make waste mindset to multi life cycle circular mindset there are five methods that are widely accepted as models for businesses seeking guidance to maximize their participation in circular economy as i list them down you'll notice that these models are not new they may have existed in different forms across the globe but considering providing solution to different aspects of climate action initiatives first of all identifying them curating them and defining them from the lens of circular economy becomes important and that's where accenture has played a major role because they were the ones who developed these models and for this episode i have referred to two reports one is accelerating india's circular economy shift and second is violia's join the circular economy ebook link for both are available in the show notes do check it out i assure you you're going to have some eye opening moments so now grab a notepad and listen carefully the five circular business models are number 1 circular supply chain number 2 resource recovery number 3 product life extension number 4 sharing platform and number 5 product as a service practically they overlap in many ways but the categories are distinct enough to be helpful the key to all of them is just one extract more value out of existing products and reduce the use of new resources If any of the categories that I named right now sounds complicated to you, don't worry. I'll break it down for you with the help of examples that we all are familiar with. Sounds good? Okay, let's go. So category 1 is circular supply chain. The Danish brewer Carlsberg. Yeah. You know it, right? <laughs> Probably not the best beer in the world, but Carlsberg partnered with EcoExpack to develop world's first fully biodegradable beer bottle. This bottle is made from wood fiber and coated with biologically inert materials like chalk and clay. Carlsberg also focuses on end-of-life collection and recycling of their bottles. In fact, approximately 40% of all bottles they put in the market are made from refillable packaging. Another cool example is that of Dell, 
who are experimenting with creating and selling jewelry made from precious metals that are extracted from recycled circuit boards gold extracted from discarded motherboards has 99% lower environmental impact when compared to gold produced through strip mining methods so the overall goal of circular supply chain model is to lessen an organization's dependence on new virgin resources this approach is especially important for companies that depend on scarce resources or commodities just like dell do you remember trash preso from episode 32 their literal motto is 0% virgin 100% trash in in case you haven't checked it out yet i urge you to add episode 32 to your playlist as it will help you dive deeper into this business model which fits well into category 1 as well as category 2 and category 2 talks about resource recovery the resource recovery business model is based on converting waste into secondary raw materials the goal is to obtain additional uses from resources and to extract more value from them by avoiding final disposal for as long as possible think about this when companies are able to sell or otherwise use the waste they create or are able to use the byproducts of their manufacturing processes they will often add a new revenue stream where there once was a disposal expense and this reduces their expenditures incurred in procuring new raw materials nike is a fantastic example for this category as they are driving circularity at scale through implementation of design and manufacturing processes that reuses and recycles footwear manufacturing scrap as well as post consumer shoe waste Nike is converting it into grind material which goes by the name Nike Grand. Now this material is recycled into athletic surfaces such as courts and tracks through partnership with companies like AstroTurf. They are also making footwears out of it and did you know 71% of Nike shoes have materials made from waste products. Don't you feel good to own a Nike product now? I do. Another interesting example here is that of Johnson Controls who use circular supply chain as well as reverse logistics network to design, make, transport, recycle and recover vehicle batteries. It has reached 99% recycling rate for conventional batteries in North America, Europe and Brazil whilst their sold batteries are now made up of 80% recycled materials. Next up is category 3 with product life extension. Consumers often discard products that are no longer valuable to them because the products might be broken, out of fashion, or probably they don't find it useful. Sounds relatable? I guess most of us do, right? But many of these products still have considerable value and the product life extension model seeks to recapture this value. You may ask how? Well, we can do that by improving repairs upgrades remanufacturing or remarketing where companies can keep them economically useful for longer time duration an interesting take to this could also be that you are moving customers from one time transaction to a relationship you are incorporating multiple interaction points to facilitate and tailor customized solutions just for their need 
A very basic example of this model is the clothing brand Patagonia. You know, in 2017, they launched an online store where customers trade in their used clothing in return for store credit and they can buy secondhand Patagonia gear at a much lower price point and probably give it a second, third, fourth life. All secondhand products are covered by their ironclad guarantee, ensuring strict quality standards. Very essential. Now, the company repaired 30,000 products in the first 18 months after their launch of the campaign and sold used clothes worth $1 million in the first six months of the launch of that website. $1 million, guys. It's possible. If only we have the eye for it. There are different roles a company can play in implementing the product life extension business model. For example, companies can take up the role of an industrial manufacturer which produces goods with extended life cycles. Or companies can also act as intermediary channel players providing a platform to connect buyers and sellers. So OLX and Quicker are good examples of companies playing this role. Lastly, companies can play the role of field service organizations which use local branches to provide repair, upgrade, refurbishment and maintenance services. Now, this role can be played by both big corporates through their license store or by local actors in the informal sector. Next up is Category 4, a sharing platform. As the name suggests, this model aims to facilitate shared use of underutilized assets. Whether those assets are skills, products or spaces, for monetary or non-monetary benefits. It manifests itself in two ways currently. One is consumer to consumer, C2C. According to a survey conducted by Nielsen, 68% of global online consumers are willing to offer their personal items to sharing communities in return for payment. And 66% are likely to use resources or products from such sharing platforms. The items they are willing to share include electronics, Bicycles, clothing, cars, furnitures, sports equipment, and even homes. The next one is B2B, business to business. Although the sharing economy started as a C2C model, it is slowly gaining transaction in the B2B space as well. This is especially useful for businesses with expensive assets and low utilization rates. If you remember, in episode 14, we have emphasized on one such example of Reaply, who have created a circular asset management platform for B2B transactions. Do check it out and you can also add episode 14 to your playlist now. Next up is category 5, product as a service. Any business model in which the customers pay to use a product instead of actually owning or purchasing it is described as product as a service. There are many popular examples in India. Probably you did not know that it falls under circular economy category. So the examples are Ola, Uber, Zoomcar, Airbnb, Ferlenko, etc. In all these examples, the companies providing the equipment maintain the ownership and are responsible for major repairs. While they receive a steady revenue stream by renting out the machines or equipment again and again. So if you pay close attention, you'll notice how adoption of five circular business models has grown substantially in the past decade. Many examples and companies are not new to you. Maybe you have already used their product and services sometime before the lockdowns, Hannah. While we have reached towards the end, 
Before closing, I'd like you to make a note of at least this one takeaway. If your business produces waste or sells tangible products, then the defining feature of your circular model could be resource recovery and extending products lifespan. You can recycle waste into secondary raw materials and in doing so, you also get to divert waste from its final disposal, extract more value out of it and displace, lessen or probably postpone the extraction and processing of virgin raw materials. Does that make sense? If yes, I'm glad it did. If no, then stick around. We'll find a way to get you on board in the upcoming episodes. And because you stayed till this moment, I have a very special offering for your curious mind. Send me a hi on LinkedIn and just write that I'm curious to know more about episode 45 and I will get back to you ASAP. There is a special curated content waiting just for you. The link for my social media channels are available in the show notes. So go now, check it out and I can't wait to hear from you. Thank you so much for tuning in and I will see you soon next week. Until then, please take care of yourself and everyone around you.